and pain. Well then, I said, just sit right down and begin. He turned round to the fire, gave a kick to a log, watched it an instant, then he faced us again. I can't begin. I shall have to send to town. There was a unanimous groan at this and much reproach, after which, in his preoccupied way, he explained, The story's written. It's in a locked drawer. It has not been out for years. I could write to my man and enclose the key. He could send down the packet as he finds it. It was to me in particular that he appeared to propound this, appeared almost to appeal for aid not to hesitate. He had broken a thickness of ice, the formation of many a winter, had had his reasons for a long silence. The others resented postponement, but it was just his scruples that charmed me. I adjured him to write by the first post and to agree with us for an early hearing. Then I asked him if the experience in question had been his own. To this his answer was prompt. Oh, thank God, no. And is the record yours? You took the thing down. Nothing but the impression. I took that here. He tapped his heart. I've never lost it. Then your manuscript is in old faded ink and in the most beautiful hand. He hung fire again. A woman's. She's been dead these twenty years. She sent me the pages in question before she died. They were all listening now, and of course there was somebody to be arch, or at any rate to draw the inference. But if he put the inference by without a smile, it was also without irritation. She was a most charming person. But she was ten years older than I. She was my sister's governess, he quietly said. She was the most agreeable woman I've ever known in her position. She would have been worthy of any whatever. It was long ago, and this episode was long before. I was at Trinity, and I found her at home on my coming home the second summer. I was much there that year. It was a beautiful one. And we had, in her off hours, some strolls and talks in the garden. Talks in which she struck me as awfully clever and nice. Oh, yes, don't grin. I liked her extremely, and am glad to this day to think she liked me too. If she hadn't, she wouldn't have told me. She had never told anyone. It wasn't simply that she said so, but that I knew she hadn't. I was sure. I could see. You'll easily judge why when you hear. Because the thing had been such a scare? He continued to fix me. You'll easily judge, he repeated. You will. I fixed him too. I see. She was in love. He laughed for the first time. You are acute. Yes, she was in love. That is... She had been. That came out. She couldn't tell her story without its coming out. I saw it, and she saw I saw it. But neither of us spoke of it. I remember the time and the place. The corner of the lawn, 
the shade of the great beeches in the long, hot summer afternoon. It wasn't a scene for a shudder, but... He quitted the fire and dropped back into his chair. You'll receive the packet Thursday morning, I inquired. Probably not till the second post. Well then, after dinner, you'll all meet me here. He looked us round again. Isn't anybody going? It was almost the tone of hope. Everybody will stay. I will, and I will, cried the ladies whose departure had been fixed. Mrs. Griffin, however, expressed the need for a little more light. Who was it she was in love with? The story will tell, I took upon myself to reply. I can't wait for the story. The story won't tell, said Douglas, not in any literal...